yeah. Coming in on a throwback Thursday. That's what's up. Live back in action. Blasting through your speakers on Anchor Radio. This is the 3rd and 3 podcast presented by the Sports Column. Wishing you all a good, a great, a wonderful throwback Thursday evening down here in the Sunshine State where it rains every freaking day. But we got a game to play and a show to perform, so let's introduce the starting lineup. Batting first and playing center field, she averages seven curse words per show, leading the league in hilarious jokes, and currently on a streak of nine shows with a weather update from New Jersey. It's Nikki Nick. What's up? Hi. I'm good. Weather update from Jersey. We had a little bit of rain today, but now the sun is out. Um, countdown to my haircut. I am T-minus eight days, and I cannot wait. Ah, all right. Well, there we go. All right. Yep, she got to get her trim going on. I'm with that. I hear oh, you. Let me tell you, more <laughs> than that, me the works. <laughs> See, that's easy about me. I just take the, the clippers, and I buzz my own head myself for two all the way around. That's it. Saving money. <laughs> Saving money. Ah, oh, let's not just forget batting cleanup and playing first base. He leads the league in saying if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. He averages 12.3 New Orleans Saints references per show and blasts it out at more than any given Sunday quotes than any other player in the league. Damian Adams, what's up? Oh, man, great intro. Facts. 100% true. I can't, I can't argue it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, me too. This is the team right here. Third and three podcast topics of the day. We did AFC East rankings last week. We're hitting the AFC North this time. All right. Now, play a player. Today's theme, sports documentaries. We got knowledge with Nikki, of course, where she's going to stump the hell out of me. I got to get back. Damien's one up. We got dinner club fight. I'll explain more about that when we come back. Pet peeves, sports pet peeves. I can't wait to hear what my team has got to say about this one. Going to be a lot of fun. As you're listening right now, it's a throwback Thursday, and I got Dr. Dre, The Chronic. That was the first album that I bought with my own damn money when I was 12 years old, and my mother said, what the hell are you listening to? (laughs) I'm like, Ma, this is it right here. It ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. And that was it, man. I was locked up in my room for a couple of weeks. That was it. Done. Done. But, you know, we get our way once in a while. So, yeah, the chronic, that was the first one. Dre and Snoop coming through, one, two, three, into the four. And time for us to get ready to roll. You guys ready to make it happen? Let's do it. All right, all right. The team is here. And here we go. We're going to start out with the AFC North rankings, and then we'll hit up Mount Player Player. Bunch of good stuff for you guys today. We got some more throwback Thursday action. I ain't telling you what we're playing, but we're going to be playing it. We got Damien's. And we got Nikki's, and they will explain when the song does come up. But let's hit up our AFC North rankings right now. We got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. It's funny. We all just laugh when we say Cleveland and Cincinnati. So this will be interesting. All right. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first and take the quarterbacks? Damien, how you feeling? You got it? Yeah, I can go ahead and start it off. All right. Let's do it. So, yeah, it's another week where we're doing our rankings of the skill positions here in the AFC North, starting with the quarterbacks. So I'm going to go first with Baltimore. I think that my man has truly shown that between his running and passing that he's a top guy in the division. One MVP, and with the other quarterbacks, you got ones that are either getting old and coming out, haven't shown us anything, or play to Cleveland. So I got to go, uh. <laughs> go with Baltimore ever Lamar Jackson at number one. Number two, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberg 
know, dealing with the injuries, but he's still a very good quarterback, future Hall of Famer. So I still have to go with him with number two. Number three, I have to go with Cleveland. I believe that he has potential to be good. He showed that in the first season. Last year was a struggle. But with the weapons there, he should improve this year. And with four, I got to go with Cincinnati. You know, Joe Burrow's very just unproven right now. We have to see what happens. I do believe in his potential. But I have to go Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati for my quarterback rankings. All right. Well, I'm digging in again. We're going by quarterbacks here and there play themselves, guys. It's not about who they have around them and the help and whatnot. We're ranking them individually. So just to make sure, just to make sure that's clear. All right, Nikki, you're up. Yes. Well, I don't know how you can't really go against the uh, MVP, can you? <laughs> kind of so, hard. Yes, no, of course I'm going number one, Ravens here. Um, yeah, he still has some work to do, you know, as a passer, but I think that we've seen improvement from him. And until the Ravens show us otherwise, they stay number one here. I'm with you, Damian, too. I'm going Big Ben. I know he's, like, what, 38? <laughs> yeah. Uh, surgery, but I you can't count this old man out. How many times have you guys watched him and you think he's down and he's not? And he makes a miracle play, so I'm not counting Big Ben out. Uh, I'm actually going Cincy 3 here, but it's more to do with Baker Mayfield's incredible step backwards last season. Um this year, I think Baker has no excuses. I have him for, if he can't pull it together this year, I, I don't even know what's left for this kid. So <laughs> I'm going Ravens, Pittsburgh, Cincy, and then the Browns. Oh, man. Why did I – I knew you were going to have Baker fourth. I find that absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I love it. This woman hates <laughs> Baker Mayfield with a passion, everybody. If you haven't been listening to our show, she despises – no, I'm kidding. Not despises. But you are on this guy, man. I love it. You, you know what? Yeah, I'm on you. Baker, watch out. <laughs> because Nikki, because of you, I'm gonna root for this for this dude to win the freaking MVP, probably. That's the only reason why. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna go with mine. There's no argument at the top, guys. Obviously, Lamar Jackson. I don't even think anything else needs to be said about that. Uh, MVP, I mean, again, they ran into Tennessee, who was on a roll last year, so what are you gonna do? But yeah, he's improved as a passer, no doubt. And he's got a few weapons, which we'll get into. So Lamar's up there. And I look, I'm the, I'm the only guy on the Cleveland bandwagon here for the first time in my entire life. I got Baker Mayfield second, guys, because I think that he – I really think he's going to have a better year than Ben Roethlisberger this year. Roethlisberger, you joked, uh, Nikki, damn it, 38, all right, 38 years old. I'm 40, so, again, I'm feeling very old again in the beginning of the show. But I got Baker second because I think that it, it's time. Here he goes. I think he's buying in totally the team concept. And he's got the athletic ability. He's got the arm. He's got the talent. There's no doubt. So if it's ever going to come together, you are right, Nikki. It's now. So I'm actually putting him second. I'm putting Big Ben third. And I'm putting him third because of his past, his history, know what he's done. It's just I'm scared this is going to be his last season as a starter and healthy if he does remain healthy. And Joe Burrow, I haven't seen anything yet. So I got to put him fourth, guys. So. Uh, yeah, Damien, I'm with you on Burrow being fourth, but uh, I'd like to see him higher on the list next time we do this. Uh, some of, we're in the middle of the year. I want to see what the kid can do. I'm excited about it. So that's the quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, definitely up top. Uh, we all got him right there. And yeah, we all mixed in the other three. So we'll see what happens. So let's hit up the running backs. Uh, Nikki, you want to kick it off? Sure. All right. Um, I'm actually going Ravens here. <laughs> and I know. Cleveland, they are my number two, and no, I don't 
think the Ravens have the best quarterback or the best backup, but I think overall, top to bottom, talent-wise, they have a stable and deep backfield. I think they win out here because I think they're just a bit more of a complete team than Cleveland, so... Then, too, I'm going Cleveland, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I mean, I know Chubb was productive. Hunt missed some games. Again, if they could pull this together, which you guys seem to think they can, then <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of – it has potential. I will give them that. The firepower could be there. Um, you know, three, I'm going to go Cincy. I think they got a solid duo or should be there. Um, and then the Steelers – I, I, who, James Conner. I mean, I just don't know what we're getting here. We haven't seen them in a while, so yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at with the running backs. I actually happen to agree with you almost 100%. I was back and forth with uh, with Cleveland and Baltimore for the running back position. And, you know, I remember what Kareem Hunt did in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, listen to me, in uh, Kansas City. And, of course, Nick Chubb is just – he's been awesome ever since he stepped on the football field. So it was really tough, Nick. I, it's like one A. It's one and one A for me. It, it really is. So I'm with you because I'm looking to see. I'm looking forward to see what J.K. Dobbins does with Baltimore, and they got Ingram there, and you know, plus Lamar Jackson. Of course, he's not a running back, but they're the you know them and the Niners best running teams in the league. So I got Baltimore second in this list, but again, very close. I totally agree with Cincinnati with Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, who I, I like him. He's a good player. He just doesn't yeah. get the ball enough. You know, he's one of those. You know, short, like, you know, Darren Sproles kind of guy, but not obviously quite as good. So I agree there. And I'm also with you. I'm not sure what's up with the Steelers' backfield. You know, there were high hopes for James Conner in his second year. He did play well, but he was hurt, obviously. Samuels got hurt. And the other dude got hurt. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head right now. It was a mess over there. So I need to see it before I can rank them in one, two, or three. So Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh for me for the running backs, Damian and Nikki. So, Nikki, I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. Let's see what Damian's got. So, I got Cleveland first. I think that with Nick Chubb and a full season of Cream Hunt, it's been a while since we've seen it, but when we saw Cream Hunt for a full season in Kansas City, one of the best running backs in the league by himself. Yeah. Him and Nick Chubb together, that's going to be dangerous for a full season. Um, I got Cincinnati second. Mixon is really good. Uh, he got lost in the sauce last year with them just absolutely sucking. <laughs> but he's a very, very good back, and I think you'll see more of him this year with him being a little bit better. I uh, got Baltimore third, Mark Ingram. You know, is that a Saints reference? The former Saint there. Yeah. He did a lot of for the Saints. And he's killed in Baltimore. Him with the combination of Lamar Jackson, the third Lamar Jackson, and also their backups as well. And Pittsburgh got four. James Conner, I do believe, has potential, but had to look up to it. So I got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh for running backs. Yeah, James Conner's a guy you want to root for because of what he's been through in his life. I have cancer, beating that, and just so many things. So he's a guy you definitely root for. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, great call with Mixon. I mean, he is. He does get lost in the shuffle big time because he's an excellent running back on a crappy team. You're 100% correct about that. And I hate when I draft him in fantasy. It draws me nuts because he can get the yards, he can get the catches, but they can't get in the damn end zone. So I, I agree with you there. So, all right, that's interesting. He had Baltimore third in that one. All right, very cool, very cool. All right, we got – bad. Yeah, the definitely, it, all over the place. This is – yeah, this is a lot. Like, in this division also, it's tough because we got tight ends that we can mix in there also. Uh, tight end, A lot of tight ends nowadays play like wide receivers, so – I'm just going to jump into it right here. 
Um, I again, Cleveland, I got them for it's amazing. I got them first over here. I had them first at running backs, second in quarterbacks. I got them first at wide receivers. It's kind of hard to go against them, really. I mean, look, Jarvis Landry, OBJ, and now you're adding uh, Austin Hooper into the mix with a joke. It's a lot. They have a lot of weapons out there. Then I looked at Cincinnati. I'm like, this team has a lot of freaking weapons. When you just look at their wide receivers again individually, we forget about A.J. Green and what he can do. If he can come back healthy, he's going to make Joe Burrow's rookie season a hell of a lot better. You got John Ross III, who was a lightning bolt. This guy, he's not in every game playmaker, but when he does make these plays, they count. They're big time. I like him a lot. Tyler Boyd is not a guy who gets enough recognition. They got tape bringing in Higgins. They got a really good core over there that could help out Joe Burrow a lot. So I got Cincinnati second, believe it or not. Baltimore third. Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, you know, Miles Boykin. It, yeah, that doesn't really tickle my pickle right over there. But, you know, then you got Mark, you got Mark Andrews, though. He's a great tight end. And that's who Lamar Jackson loves to throw the ball to. That is one of the best combinations in the league. So if you want to sneak him in there, then that makes it a lot better. And then, again, Pittsburgh has just fallen for me, man. Like, you know, you got Juju and James Washington. And then you got what? And we're really not even sure if Juju's the number one right now. So, um, there I go, guys. Cleveland, number one with the wide receivers. Cincinnati, two, which sounds so odd to even say that. And then Baltimore, followed by Pittsburgh, Damian. Um, that was – I had a lot of thinking to do and, you know, diving deep into the depth chart over there. But just looking at him from an individual standpoint, that's the way I had to go, man. Yeah, I actually agree with you 100%. Um, I got Cleveland first. The talent of OBJ and Landry alone is just nuts. Those two guys, you got two number one guys as you're one and two. Cincinnati, A.J. Green, when healthy, is a top ten guy. You mentioned the explosiveness of the rest of that lineup. They can stay healthy. That's the big thing with them. Right. Um, I got Baltimore third. I love their mixture of tight ends with speed wide receivers. They're from Lamar Jackson and Pittsburgh, like you mentioned. We have to see if Juju's a true number one. If Juju shows himself to be a true number one, they could move up this list. Fair. Yeah, that's definitely a fair statement. Yeah, because the more attention that he's drawing, you know, the more that Washington can get his one-on-ones downfield and let's see who else emerges. So, all right, man, we're on the same page right there. Nikki, you going to deviate from the norm over here? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going rogue. I mean, not terribly rogue, but maybe just different reasoning. Now, so, of course, one, you know, I'm not completely, you know, against the Browns. Well, on paper... You know what? We say the Bills have no excuse. Listen, the Browns, Baker Mayfield, you guys have no excuse either, okay? So, <laughs> on paper, they look great. Um, so, same. I feel like this is a, kind of a tough division when you're ranking them because I had Cincy higher, and then I changed my mind. So, I have Ravens, too. I know they're young, but I think that they've obviously got a ton of confidence in these two. Um, and they got Willie Sneed. You know, he his production dropped off a little bit last year, and he's going to go up against some tough coverage. But, again, I hold fast. Baltimore is a more complete team. They are solid. They are always a contender. Um, so I have more faith in them. Um, I have Steelers third. Again, they lack a true number one. I feel like this team is – we're like in a holding pattern with them. We're just kind of circling around, waiting to land. We just yeah. kind of, what is going on here? And I have Cincy four because I think they rely way too much on AJ Green. And maybe I have some fantasy anger towards him because I will draft him. Sure. He will go off. 
Yeah, and then like he'll do nothing. So I feel like they they have talent. I know they have Boyd, but I think they rely too heavily on his availability, and I don't have a lot of faith in it. Mm, all right. Well, you, you do actually do make very compelling points right there. I mean, you, you definitely you. do. Yes. You know, maybe a sports pet peeve is people calling someone injury prone, but that's what A.J. Green is. So I, I totally understand that. And you make a great point about Baltimore. You know, when you talk about show me what you've done, they've shown us what they can do. So I understand why you put them there, Nikki, and and not being afraid to say, you know what, forget these two clowns over here. I'm going my own way. So good for you. Solid I'm state. always going. <laughs> that's why we got it here all right so those are your afc north rankings i think we hit them all right guys we got the qbs running backs and wide receivers yes sir. all right all right well we'll see what happens in that crazy division uh time will tell hopefully we're getting a healthy safe nfl season coming up so we'll see what happens keeping our fingers crossed let's get into a little bit of map play play action the theme is sports documentaries and I know that was one of your brilliant ideas, not mine. I loved it. And then I came up with so many guys. Oh, man. Let's go like little round robin, Nikki, like you were talking about. Let's name one and go around and chat about it for a minute. So, Nikki, you want to start us off? What's what's maybe your number one or one that you got in your sports documentaries? All right. I'll give you my number one because I'm probably going to shock you guys. All right. So... I feel like part of the success of The Last Dance, and we're talking like this is Last Dance treatment. Like, I don't want no 30 for 30. Like, give me the 10-part documentary. <laughs> but I feel like part of the success was the nostalgia, right? And who better to bring me the nostalgia, the entertainment, the big personality, other than the 1990s Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Given to me, you have the whole decade to pick from. Let me see America's team. Give me the commentary from Aikman, Smith, Deion Sanders. Give me good old Jerry in there. Let me see it because I think that will be incredibly entertaining. Wow. You know what? I hate the freaking Cowboys, but I think that's great. I really do. That's a, I hate them too, but I'll watch the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah wow. That's a good one, Nikki. That real, Damien, what do you think? I think that's a really good one. Right. The, the things they used to do that involved, you know, white powder and whatnot. Yes, yes. We get to hear about those stories now when they have no reason to lie about it and tell the truth about all the things that happened back then. And Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones, that battle, as, you know, Barry Switzer coming in, I, I think that's a great documentary. Yeah, Nikki, I think you really nailed it. Good job on the first one. That's really good. Oh, thank you. I like that a lot. I really do. We hate the Cowboys, but we all like to see that documentary. Very we nice. Love to hate them, right? yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I smell a pet peeve coming on with that one later. Teaser, teaser. All right. Damien, give me one of yours, bro. All right. So my first one, even though I'm not a baseball guy, I think that this will be very interesting. Um, I would want to do one on the Houston Astros. And the theme song would be, I saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is perfect. I would perfect. love to see a documentary about the whole cheating scandal and how everything happened and what other players truly think about it and did they know what was going on at the time. I think it would be very interesting. I don't know if you could do 10 parts on it. It would be more of a, like a maybe two, three-parter, but I think it would be very interesting to see. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. That, that, that's another great one. Wow, I didn't even think about that one. Two that I didn't even have on my list that are fantastic right there because that's also – you. Just- 
all cheaters. You know what I mean? Pretty much, like, yeah. Baseball's full of cheaters, and yeah, they love to talk about it after the fact. And that, I like that too because you can get perspectives from other players, like you said, on other teams and what they may do and what they did twenty years. Oh, I like that a lot. That's a good one. Man, you guys are you're still beating me up with this one. Damn, I got a few over here, but I'm going to try to match one of those. Hmm. I mean, I, all right, I'll, I'll leave my bias out for, for another one. But one I'd really like to see, to be honest, I'd like to see a documentary on Ray Lewis from what happened with yeah. him with the whole murder charges and everything and all that back in the day. I forgot what year that even was, in 98, 99, something like that. Then becoming one of the best linebackers that ever – forget linebackers, best – Defensive players that ever lived two championships, defensive player of the year multiple times, and just the person that he is. I mean, if if I ever wanted a coach, and he's not even a coach right now, but that guy can get me ready to play any game, anytime, anywhere. It doesn't make a difference. He pumps you up. He's amazing, and he's a great speaker, very intellectual. I would love to hear his story starting from all the way back then and what was going on, what world that he was living in, in order to get to where he got to. So I think that would make a great one. And who the hell doesn't love Ray Lewis? I think everybody would watch that. Of course. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, it's a great pick, especially when you talk about someone who was accused of murder. A lot of people still believe he did to this day and got off because he's a football player. Right. Right. And him, like, first of all, you could do a documentary on just his speeches alone. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the fact that you have the speeches in there, along with him being one of the greatest football players to ever do it, I think that's a great pick. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. I'm going to go back to back, and I'm going to give, give it back to you guys. Here's one I'd really love to see. We've been comparing it now for a while because we've had time to digest it, and most of these players are retired, and a couple of them, like one you mentioned before, is 38 years old and will be retired. The 2004 QB draft class versus the 1983 QB draft class. I want to see like their stories, kind of like how in the last dance where they kept going back and forth to 98 to 91 to 98 to 84 and stuff like that. I love to see them oh, do yeah. like an ensemble where they, you know, you got Marino and he's doing his thing and then you got Eli doing his thing. I know that you would love that, Nikki. Pop over to John yeah. Elway, come back to Ben Roethlisberger because they're similar types of players. So those two draft classes go down in history right now as the two best. And I would love, I mean, a documentary on either one of them, I think, would be great. But to try to mesh the two of them in and have a comparison of some sort at the end, I think that'd be pretty cool. So that's something I'd like to see. That's a really good one. That's really creative. Um, I like that a lot. You could do a documentary 10 parts on just Philip Rivers' kids alone. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You, got, you definitely got enough material there. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Anytime we can mention Rivers Kids, that's great. That's great. Okay, oh, my God. What is our um, mentioning Philip Rivers Kids Street? Uh, yeah. Weather Street. I feel like we have these kids every week. <laughs> oh, my God. That is funny. Well, yeah, I, I, I hope he remembers all his kids' names because I remember Dominique Rogers Cromartie did an interview and he's like, I got nine kids, but you can only remember seven of their names at the time. Yeah. It was quite embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh in heaven. I felt for him right there. I'm like, oh, please. So this is killing me. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, that was tough to watch for me, man. I'm like, oh, geez. Goodness, God. Uh, all right, Nikki, hit me up with another one. All right. I would love to see a 10-part documentary or a few episodes of Michael Phelps. All right? Ooh. So – 
his, first of all, his greatness is, you know, unmatched. And I, I think anything that will peel back the curtain a little bit on the Olympics, I would be totally interested in. But I want to see, like, you know, the mental state that you have to be in, his retirement, his comeback, and the fact that he has been open about his mental health struggles. And I think that's important for people to see that, like, you know what? Even the great ones struggle like the rest of us, and they overcome, and they come back, and they triumph, and they win 23 gold medals. So I am here for it. Bring me the Michael Phelps documentary. No freaking doubt about it. That's an excellent one. That, that Excellent, because that's another one that spans over so many years, going back to when he was a teenager and getting ready for this for the Olympics. That's a, Nikki, excellent job again. Bravo. Way to go. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah, I agree 100%. Great pick. And with Olympic athletes, they don't get enough attention because they only, you know, pay attention every four years if you're not like a swimming guy. Right. So I think that is something that would be able to really illuminate how much they put into their craft. Yep, I totally agree. I think that'd be excellent, no doubt. All right, cool. All right, Damien, let's get another one of yours in. And, uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll finish up with this one, and then we'll come back with Knowledge with Nikki. Okay, so I'm going to go baseball again. Um shock the people out there who know me. I'm going to go Barry Bonds. I think that a Barry mm. Bonds documentary would be awesome to see. Um, I would call it Barry Bonds, The Growing of the Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but I think his story to me is so interesting because he was great pre-steroids. Yeah. Right? And he, he sees Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa getting all his attention. And he knows that they're not doing it the quote-unquote right way. He's like, I know I'm better than these guys. Mm -hmm. And once he started taking steroids, we saw how crazy it was and how his skill was compared to everybody else's. And I just want to see like, what his thought process was. Was he like, okay, I'm doing this the clean way. I'm putting up these great stats, but no one's giving me any attention. I'm not winning any MVPs because of guys like Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire out here just smashing the ball at the park, even though I'm much better than them skill-wise. Did that drive him to the point where he's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take these steroids? And does he admit it? Because he never tested positive, so he doesn't have a reason to admit it. But does he finally say, okay, I did it, but the reason I did it is because everybody else was doing it, and you saw me still be better than everybody else once I started getting on an even playing field with everybody else. I think it's a very interesting story. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Sign me up because I would watch that in a heartbeat. There's no question. You're yeah. right. He, he was a fantastic sure. player before, Hall of Famer before. And then we saw – like it was really insane. When he hit 73 home runs that season, literally he was either going to walk or he was going to hit it out of the park. It, I, I had never seen anything like that. Steroids or not, you're right. It does prove how incredible of a player he was. So, Nikki, I'm with him on that one. Yeah, oh, for sure. I watched the hell out of all these documentaries. Where's ESPN? Like, come on. Yeah, right? And listen to us, for goodness sake. Come on. This is, we're here for you I guys. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That was some. That was somewhere on my list too. Let's get a couple more before we hit the break. All right, Nikki, what else you got? Um, okay, so we've mentioned her before, but I would love to see Serena Williams. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. How can you not? I, like, who else can tackle the legacy of a female athlete like she can? We'll be able to see the, you know, the story alongside with her sister. And, like, she paved the way, man. And, you know what? She already had the deck stacked against her. So, I'm here for it. Let, let's see Serena and Venus Williams. 
No doubt. And even from a cultural standpoint, I mean, the way like you can even relate it to like Tiger Woods and the way that he changed golf for young um, African-American kids and stuff like that. Same thing in tennis when you look at both of them. So no freaking doubt. That's a that is a global one when you talk about tennis also, Nikki. So, yeah, I, I'm with you all the way over there, Damien. I like that one. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with her on that one. A, I wrote that one down, but I didn't want to mention it because I knew Nikki said that one before. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one would be awesome. There is, I believe, going to be a movie where Will Smith is playing the dad. Oh. So I think that's going to be something that they make sure that they do you know, a great job of doing. But I would also like to see a documentary where we hear from their perspectives as well. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be very interesting. Well, I had Will Smith, a hell of an actor. I didn't see Gemini, man, but I heard it sucks, so I just passed on that one. But he's still a great <laughs> yeah, actor. Gemini, man, wasn't his best work. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but Will Smith definitely, I think, could play the role of the dad pretty well. Yeah, I, yeah, he can pretty much play the role of anything, man. I mean, he did a movie all by his damn self in what, and, uh, what I Am Legend or whatever whatever it was called, Him and the Dog. <laughs> Anytime you could, you know, if you're Tom Hanks and Will Smith, you could do a movie all by yourself with nobody else around and you still draw an audience you're pretty damn good at what you do. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, with that. All right, guys, we got to take a really quick break. We're going to come right back at a couple more of these uh, Mount Play Plays with the sports documentary. They're going to hit up Knowledge with Nikki, and we got a lot more fun for you guys. 33 Podcast coming right back. Throwback Thursday. Yeah, Nikki, tell them about it. Tell them about it. Why are we playing this song right now? We're playing this song because this was the first CD that I got on my brand new CD player. TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Oh, my God. I mean, I just got this album on repeat for I don't even know how long. But, yeah, uh, now I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't go wrong with it. This is a classic, and it will be forever. Waterfalls, man, TLC. Left Eye, where you at, baby? I love you, sweetheart. Damn, man, I love those girls. That was great. Which one dated Andre Rising? It was Left Eye, right? It was Left Eye. So, Left Eye, she definitely was a wild spirit. Yep. Andre Rising, I found out the hard way. Right. Yep. Oh, man, Bay Moon Rising that day, man. Gee whiz. All right. Waterfalls on a throwback Thursday night on the Third and Three podcast. I had Dr. Dre, the Chronic 1992, Nikki with Waterfalls, TLC. Fantastic. And we got Damien's coming up, so get ready. Get ready. But we're going to do a couple of more on the uh, Mount Play a Play, the sports documentary theme that we had going on. So we're going to throw out a couple more each. Then we get into knowledge with Nikki and some more fun for you guys. So another one I had is Kobe and Shaq. I would love to see that. I'd like to see it first when Shaq gets in the league with Orlando, trying to win a championship, being the man, then going to L.A. to be the man. Kobe getting drafted actually by the Hornets, as we all know, traded to the Lakers and whatnot. And obviously their relationship, the ins and outs. There is so much that we don't know about those two and how they clashed and how they spoke to each other and how they practiced and whatnot. Because on the court, they were incredible. Obviously, they won three in a row, but they could have done so much more and so much better. And we all know it. And they know it, too. And now, unfortunately, Kobe is gone. And unfortunately, we can't hear his side and things that he would have said. But if there's anyone that could speak on his behalf about the whole thing, I would love to see a Shaq-Kobe documentary together. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely an awesome pick. It'll be a tearjerker for sure because Kobe's no longer here. Um, Shaq, you would have your funny moments as well because of Shaq. Oh, yeah. And the story is awesome. Um, Phil Jackson would definitely provide some great commentary on their relationship. True. And then when you look at their separate careers, like you said, Shaq's career by itself could be a 10 parter Kobe's as well. So you put them together and have their stories apart as well. I think it'd be a great documentary. Ah, thank you, sir. Yep, I would love to see that. ESPN, you're listening to what? We threw like five, six, seven already at you, and we got more. I They're coming. Know. Listen up, guys. Come on. Let's get it on over here, all right? I'm going to throw one more at you real quick. I'm not going to get into it much because they're just my team, 1986. I don't even think you guys were born yet. Uh, My 1986 Mets, the band of misfits that they were winning the World Series, there was just a bunch of morons on that team all together, but an amazing pitching staff, and they came together despite all their differences and won a championship in 86, and Jesse Roscoe throwing his his, – his glove up in the air. It, it was just amazing. And everybody remembers the ground ball through Bill Buckner's legs at first base and Mookie Wilson coming around to score. Oh, man, guys, listen, six years old, but I still remember that. I was six at the time when they won that World Series. And we haven't won one yet. As a matter of fact, none of my teams won one except the Niners in 94. So I'm a very depressed sports fan. So I like to go back to those moments right there. <laughs> Nikki, what you got? Throw another one at me. That's great, Damien. That's an awesome one. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, that's definitely an awesome one. You know, being somebody who covers the WNBA, I cover the Phoenix Mercury for the three-point conversion out here. Huh. I would love to see it. Um, hopefully, I could get a little cameo in there, give me a little short one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, so that would be awesome. And I've interviewed down to Rossi a few times. I know she will be a big part of the documentary, as a lot of people consider her the GOAT of the WNBA. Yeah. So I think it would be a very good documentary. Oh, yeah, me too. That's an excellent. Yeah, I remember the WNBA coming out. I must have been 15 or 16, right? It must have been like 95 or 96. Remember the New York Liberty and and, uh, Rebecca Lobo. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And they're still playing. God, amazing. Good job. Very good job, Nikki. All right, Damien, give us a couple more or one more, whatever you got to close us out with this one. Okay, yeah, you guys all named some, some great ones. One that we have to have is Brady and Bill. Yes, yes. Dynasty, yes. You, we have to see that documentary. Absolutely. All the scandals, you got the Tuck Rule, Spargate, the Flake Gate, uh, you got the Rub It Out Gate. You have all these scandals going on, and amongst all this stuff going on, you just have this team winning and finding different ways to get to nine Super Bowls within a 20-year period, which is absolutely crazy. It's, I think that the relationship between Brady and Bill is a huge one that you can go to. The relationship between the players and the coach, the coach and the owner. Was it truly Brady who made them get rid of Jimmy G, which helped a man Jesus team out here? <laughs> there's different things you can get into. You could do, I was probably 15 parts. Yeah. 20. 20 yeah. 
Oh, no doubt, Damien. I, I, I'm in for that one, bro. I, I am. And I had one written down, uh, even, well, not similar, but yeah, that one definitely belongs there. And that will most likely be a documentary in the next five to 10 years or whatever. I like to see one with, uh, you know, Peyton versus Brady, Colts versus Patriots those years. I think that would be kind of cool to see. Um, one other one I had in there, where was it? I thought I had it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had a fictional one where when the New York Knicks played uh, the Rockets in 94, when Jordan finally decided to leave for a little while and we had our chance to win one, and Ewing decided to try a finger roll for God knows what reason when he could have dunked the freaking ball right in the paint and we would have won the damn title, and I would be a much happier sports fan today, but he didn't. So that that would have been nice. <laughs> would have been nice. That's a very um, series because that was at the same time when the whole OJ thing was going down. Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. How dare they cut away from that, my team to watch the aerial video of that. I couldn't believe that, man. Yep, that was a crazy freaking summer right there. No doubt about it. All right, then my I list is... You're making me feel so old. I think I was yeah. in, what, sixth grade. My teacher, talk about Throwback Thursday... My English teacher had the the car the Bronco chase on TV like it was wow it was crazy wow yeah yeah that yeah that was like our first as like young children you know young kids that was our first dose of reality like wait a minute yeah you mean the guy in Naked Gun is is getting chased by police right now and then it was like yeah but he was also a great freaking football player back in the day wow yeah, yeah how about that for a documentary huh yeah that'd be something else that in itself my lord but yeah they've already done plenty of documentaries and different shows on that. And wow, still an amazing story. All right. Very good, guys. Very, very good. Uh, I think I know what time it is. Do y'all know what time it is? Uh oh. It's knowledge with Nikki. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Feel me? <laughs> Damien, why are we playing this song? Hey, talk about a documentary. You could do one on him, too, with his time in prison and then coming out and being the biggest hip-hop artist for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing story with him. I don't know what he's up to. Damn, I haven't seen him in a minute. It's been a long time, but... on the film side now. He's producing TV shows and movies. All right. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Hey, man, more power to you. Go get him. He's got worth a lot more than 50 cents right now. More like 50 million. So God bless him, man. All right. We are kicking it off over here. Knowledge with Nikki time. Damien got the better of me last week, and I I got to come back over here. So, Nikki, we told her not to take it easy on us, and she certainly is not. She is destroying us, but we love it. We love the challenge. You're doing a great job with this, Nikki. We love it. It's all yours. Take all right, it away. All right. All right, Damien, are you going first this week? Yes. Okay. All right. So I've got one question that, you know, just be regular points. And then I got one where there'll be a bonus round. And then I got the NBA question. All right. Excellent. Okay. More challenges. I'm ready. <laughs> More challenges. Okay. Damien, first question. Who was the leading rusher for the Oakland Raiders in 2008? Oh, 
That's a challenging one right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, 2008 Oakland Raiders. Leading rusher. Yeah, I'm thinking too, man. So take your time. I'm thinking also. Oakland Raiders 2008. Trying to think back to that team. Man, I'm going to go with, was it Ron Weekly? It was not. Do I have a steal coming? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to try, but... I, I'm going to embarrass myself, to, I mean, to be honest, I think, right here. I, I am really not sure. So, wow, 2008 Raiders led them in rushing. Is that was that's what it was? The leading rusher, yeah. For the Raiders in 2008. I don't think he was done at that point. Um, wow. Oh, my God. I know this isn't right. Charlie Gardner. I know. Justin Fargus. Oh, damn. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yep. She threw it way the hell back. That was like five Thursdays ago. Nice. Damn. All right. You busted me up on that one, too. All right. Okay. Oh, gosh. I love it. She's right, Damien, this is the question with the bonus round. So we got a two-parter. Okay. All right. So, first... In the 2019 season, how many teams had a two-point conversion rate of 33.3%? Wow. So how many teams had a two-point conversion rate of 33%, just that flat rate? Yep. Wow. Uh, how many teams had a- I would say 18? No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the steal. What, what was it again? One more time, please. In the 2019 season, how many teams had a two-point conversion rate of 33.3 percent? Okay, uh, I'm gonna say I think it's on. Ooh, ooh, that's. I'm thinking it's on the low side, but 33. I'm gonna say four. Get the hell out of here. Stop it. Is it really? It, it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if either one of you can name the four, you get an extra point. So it's two-pointer. Oh, my gosh. Damien, I'm blown away that I just guessed that. So you you go first, man. <laughs> uh, now, my two-point conversion knowledge isn't the best. conversion rate I'm going to say and if, if I'm wrong if I'm wrong just stop me I'm going to start with one is Kansas City one no okay I'm then I'm out what were they I can't wait I'm writing these down okay the Browns oh I should the Titans the Ravens and the Vikings all had 33.3 percent 
You see, I'm a little mad at myself. I never would have got that, but I definitely did have the Ravens in there. So I'm a little pissed off right now, but there's no way I would have got all four. Damn, Nikki, you coming with the hard stuff today. She ain't playing, Damien. I'm coming with the knowledge. That's what I'm here for. That's that's true. That's been the hardest question I've been asked. Yeah. That was like calculus in freaking high school, man. That was no joke right there. sorry. No, we love it. the Olympic set this year. <laughs> yes. Good job, bro. Nice. All right. Next. The next victim. Okay. Yup. <laughs> All right, Jay. Here we go. We'll start off easy for you. Who was the starting quarterback for the Redskins at the beginning of the 2011 season? 2011? And you said that's easy? Okay. 2011 season. <laughs> Who was the starting quarterback? That's a good question. All right. Who was the starting quarterback in 2011? Washington Redskins. 2011. Um, no, that was too early for him. Oh, Ooh, um, I, I got it. Um, uh, What's his name? Colt McCoy? No. Shoot. I thought I was right. Damn it. Who is it? Oh, wait, wait, don't say who it is. He can get the steal. He can steal it. My bad. Yeah, Dana, you want to steal? Uh, Jason Campbell? No. Oof, wow. Rex, Rex Grossman. Oh, really? That's a, Nikki, that's a quality question. I like that one. That was really good. Yeah. Quality question right there. I got it wrong, but it was still quality. Say, oh, Rex. Two-parter. Yeah, we got the two-parter now. All right. How many Heisman Trophy winners have gone on to be Super Bowl MVP? Oh, wow. All right. Heisman winners that have gone on to be Super Bowl MVP. Um, this is tough. It is tough, but it's a good question. I like it. I just need a minute over here. I got I got it. Got a couple in my head already. All right, so we have to write this down really quick. Okay. Yeah, bonus if you can name them after you guess how many. All right, and one more time. The question was just so I make sure I'm not messing it up. How many Heisman Trophy winners have gone on to be Super, Super Bowl MVP. MVP? Okay. Super Bowl MVP. I don't know. I can't think of more right now, so I'm going to say two. Oh. How many? Close. Four. Four. Damn it. I had Desmond Howard, Peyton Manning. Oh, damn it. I'm just, uh, Damien R., you can steal it. Shit. <laughs> um, so I have to try to name them now? Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, Desmond Howard, Peyton Manning, uh, Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen is one. Wow, good job. Damn. Um, one more. Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl MVP. And it's tough because a lot of Heisman Trophy winners come to the NFL and stink. Yeah. Stink. <laughs> Very true. I'm trying to think myself. Jim Plunkett. Oh, Jim. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that. That's a little before my time. Sorry. Sorry, then. All right. Time for the NBA. Good good question, though, Nikki. Very good. Here we go. You guys are good. All right. Here we go. In 2015, which NBA player broke the record for most points scored in a quarter? Oh, that was uh, Clay Thompson. Yes. Yep. All right. Whew. Got a basketball question right. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, Damien, I think I think I think we I think we tied it up now officially. If if I won by one today, I think so. I think so. All right. I don't feel as bad. Yeah, yeah, you won two to one. Yep. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Finally, finally, victory is mine. Nikki, good job. That man. <laughs> Right here. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, that 2008 uh, Raiders question, if anybody got that, I'd give him $5,000 right now. That was hard. It was hard, I know. That was tough. And that is knowledge with Nikki for the week. I'll be back with more next week. Damn right, and I can't wait. Another great job out of you, no doubt, no doubt. Excellent job. Uh, we had some fun on Twitter uh, this week doing a little um, – Pro athletes, which one you'd like to have dinner and conversation with, go to the club with, and have your back in a fight? So we got to name three players over here, and we're going to pick which one you want to sit down and eat dinner with and have a conversation, go out to the club and party, or if you're getting in a fight, you want this guy to have your back. All right, here we go. Let's see what could be an interesting one. Okay, here we go. You ready for this, Damien? We got Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown. What you doing? <laughs> wow. Um, man, I don't want to do anything with Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I'm guessing I would do... I would do dinner and combo with Randy Moss. All right. Um, he showed that he could be... He's very intelligent. He's, he's country... So his accent kind of throws people off and they don't see how his knowledge of the game is so strong. True, true. I would love to have dinner with Randy Moss. I would go to the club with Antonio Brown, even though I'm scared that something's going to happen. I would go to the club with him because I want T.O. to have a back in the fight. T.O.'s jacked. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would want Teal to have my back in the fight because he seems like he can handle himself. Mm, that, that's a damn good point right there, man. I like it. All right, yeah, well, well thought out. You had to think about that one. That one's not easy. Nikki, you're going to take a shot at this. Owens, Moss, and Antonio Brown. I'm actually going exactly the same. I mean, I, yeah. will, I will take T.L. to back me in a fight. I will go to the club with Antonio Brown because it's going to be wild. And, yeah, I'm definitely having dinner and combo with Randy Moss because – 
Yeah, that would be the reason why I'd want to sit down and eat with Antonio Brown. Number one, there'd be a lot of cameras around. I wouldn't have to worry about my safety or anything. And I would like to just pick his brain as to what he's thinking at certain times when he's tweeting or doing a video or whatever the hell's going on in his brain. I would love to just, with my psychology background, just love to figure all that stuff out. And definitely taking Owens to back me up in a fight. Like you said, that dude is jacked and he's not scared of anyone. And Randy Moss, I'm going to take him in the club because I feel like, you know what? No matter what, people are going to be surrounding him. Gorgeous girls are going to be all over him, and I'll take his leftovers. I'll be happy to do it. So there we go. Randy Moss will definitely be fun in the strip club. We need to bring straight cash, homie. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. Nailed it. That was good. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. We got – okay. All right. Nikki, let's start with you here. We got Lawrence Taylor. Ray Lewis and Von Miller. Ray Lewis is backing me up in a fight. <laughs> LT is coming to the club, and I'll have dinner with Von Miller. I like it. I like it. That makes a lot of sense. It does. All right, Damien, you doing the same thing, or which way are you going? Yeah, I'm actually going the same way. You've ever, you've ever heard a Von Miller interview? Like, he's very interesting. Yes, he is. He like, yeah, he has, like, a chicken farm. and. <laughs> <laughs> He has all these ideas for the business, so I would love to have a dinner and conversation with him. Um, Lawrence Taylor in the club. <laughs> we, <laughs> we hear stories about him. Yeah, right? You have to see what that's going to be like. Exactly. We hear stories about how he was back in the day. So, yeah, him and his prime in the club would be amazing. And Ray Lewis, you know, he's a physical specimen. Love to have him in my, in my corner for a fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I'll take any of these guys in my corner for a fight. There's no doubt about it. Just give, uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor just a little bit of his fun stuff back in the 80s. And he's off and running. There's no doubt. I, don't know, I, I, I want to talk to Ray Lewis for like a week straight without stopping. So I would love to have dinner with him forever. That guy's so interesting. That, that Amazing. Uh, you know, I'll take Lawrence Taylor in the club, man. That guy knows how to have fun. And Von Miller, I would take him for any three of these. But I know that guy can throw down. I have no doubt about it. He's a tough dude, so I'll take him to back me up. All right, let's see if we can stick one more in here because we do want to get all our segments in today. So let's try one more. Let's see. Okay. All right. Damien, we got Troy Palomalu. We got Ed Reed, and we got Deion Sanders. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so for the conversation, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Troy Palomalu for the conversation, mm. you know, because as somebody who doesn't have hair, i got to have a conversation. You're the head and shoulders spokesperson, right, for a while? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So i got to find out his secret, you know, beyond head and shoulders and how he does it. Um, <laughs> got to go with Deion Sanders. The guy in yes. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, Deion Sanders in the club. You bring him back to his prime, give him the Jerry Curl. Yeah. <laughs> you got his music playing in the background. Must be the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got Deion Sanders in the club. And I have Ed Reed. He seems like a really tough dude in a fight. Um, he's from Louisiana as well, so he would be somebody who, you know, would have my back in a fight. So I got Ed Reed with a fight. I dig it. I dig it. We're talking about three of the best that ever done it in the secondary, man. No doubt. All right, Nikki, what are you doing? I'm doing the same exact thing. 
love having a conversation with Troy. Deion Sanders is absolutely coming to the club. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ed Reed's got my back in the fight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with with you guys on that one totally. I'd love to talk to Troy Palomalu, another one who's so intellectual. So is Ed Reed. I hope you know, love to talk to him to you. Dion in the club, know that about it. I mean, that's a no-brainer. I'm with you. One more that I have to do because this one could just be taken all over the place. So I'm going to throw it out there. Here it is. <laughs> it's funny to even say it. All right, here we go. Damien, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, and Pete Carroll. <laughs> So well done. And let it be known, everybody who listens here, we don't rehearse anything for this show. And for him to come up with that off the top of his for him to come up with that off the top of his head was just beautiful. I, Nikki, I don't know how you're gonna follow that one up, but that was excellent. I can't, I really can't. <laughs> I can't either. I can't stop it. Um, but I'm no, I'm gonna have dinner with Bill Belichick because you know, I don't care if the whole time he says we're on Cincinnati. Like, I have dinner with that man. I gotta take his brain. Like, I just have to. You know, Pete Carroll's coming to the club. Like, boys got moves. So we all saw it. So, yeah. Andy Reid, yeah, Andy Reid will back me in a fight. Oh, man, that is so good. I, I I don't know which way to go with these guys. That is so good. I love with Andy Reid, obviously with dinner, man. Yeah, you're getting plenty of food. There's no doubt about it. I'm definitely going to go with Pete Carroll in the club because he just seems like the most fun out of all of them. Andy Reid probably can't even move an inch with his feet, too. We know he ain't getting up to dance. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I would take Bill Belichick. He does seem kind of scrappy, you know. Maybe he'll, he'll you know, do something. I don't know. I can see him doing a little something, man. He's a little scrappy guy. He fights. he got a little narcissistic attitude about him or something like that. So, Yep, I'd probably go with him. Oh, my Lord. We're having so much fun over here. We're going to end this segment real quick. We're going to come right back. we got two more good ones for you guys. We're having a lot of fun over here on 3rd and 3 Podcast. Back in a minute. <laughs> That's right. You know you love it. Come on. Don't tell me you're you're not toe-tapping right now. I know you're doing it. I know you're doing it. (laughs) And we are seeing the signs right now because Damien came up with that great uh, documentary right there. But I saw the signs with the Houston Astros. Freaking brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. I love it from every way, shape, and form. That is great. Third and three podcast, kicking your ass over here. Damien, Nikki, and me. Loving every second of this, man. We are laughing, 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 and I lost a lot of weight already just doing this show right now. 
just with all this laughing, and having a great time. And we got more for you guys. We got more. We got a couple of segments left that we're ready to hit up right now before we call it a Thursday throwback evening. So, my friends, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Let's do it. We got Sports Pet Peeves, another new segment. We just hit you guys with new segments all the time, man. You all four-letter you know, networks better keep listening up over here and get us on your damn screen. All right, because um, we are taking it to the house, baby. Sports Pet Peeves. Let's rock and freaking roll. I got one that I have to say right now because it bothers the hell out of me every time I see it. And that is going crazy, ballistic, throwing your hand this way toward the end zone when you get a first freaking down. You got an 11-yard gain. You're down by 35 points in the fourth quarter. I don't want to see you get up and give me your freaking first down sign like you're He-Man. Get out of my freaking house. Get off my TV. Stop that crap. That is probably my number one out of all of them, guys. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I don't mind a little quick point, but the full celebration is a little much. Yeah, not when you're down by 30 damn points in the fourth quarter. It's like, give me a freaking break already, dude. You can't be celebrating now. <laughs> now you're looking all stupid. Yeah, do it when, you know, when your game is tight and everything. Yeah, you know, get get pumped up. I'm all about that. But not when you're like, that's when you know that that guy's just out for individual. He's out for solo and that's it. So, yeah, I don't like that. That's number one on my list. Nikki, what do you got? Oh, my God. My number one. I cannot stand watching Pete Carroll gnaw his friggin' jaw off. right there that was perfect i love it and that is true you know i mean damn nikki makes a lot of sense whatever gummy is chewing he could be this spokesperson are you kidding me so get it out in the open right there why not oh that is good chewing his freaking face off i love it that is fantastic uh damien what do you got bro that was that was great so for mine i missed it last week the pencil in the (laughs) (laughs) matt patricia I hate it so much. I just hate things that don't have purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he has a pencil in his ear with a laminated play sheet that he cannot write on. <laughs> if, he a, if he had a play sheet he could write on, it would be different. But the fact that the pencil in his ear is his look. Yeah. Because yeah. if he's supposed to be smart, and we haven't seen anything smart done since he got to Detroit. Right. It just annoys the hell out of me, man. Oh, man. Well, that, those are two great ones. I love it. Picking out the individual coaches right there. That is excellent. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. Yeah, we can even go to Bill Belichick's sleeveless sweaters. I don't know, dude. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, he looks like a bum. Come on. I know, right? That's why I want him in a fight because he's a bum. He can take anybody in. You know, I'm with him. Yeah, let's go, Bill. I'm with you, man. But, yeah, that <laughs> those, are, those are good ones. I like those, guys. I like those. I know, Nikki, I know you're going to like this one. Pet peeve number two for me, the Dallas Cowboys being America's team. 
Get yes. the hell out of my freaking town, man. Dow- they are not America's team. They only got that name because they put them on TV. And the Cowboys owner at the time, it wasn't even Jerry Jones, paid a lot of money for this to happen. You go read the story. It's ridiculous. That's how they got it. They're not America's team because it's really mo- – honestly, most people hate the Dallas Cowboys. So how are you America's team if you're hated? It makes no sense to me. I'm out. Give them that phrase, or like a sports report. I feel like I read the story before, and the and I was just like, "Oh, someone just gave them, you know, this name." Like, yep. dri- I'm with you. It drives me insane. Why are you America's team? Yeah, you're not. <laughs> That's <they're> just. <laughs> <laughs> we third and three said you're not, so you're not, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, I knew you would like that one. So I, I America's team, stop. You, you're not. You're not. You're Dallas Cowboys fans team, and there you go. So enough with that nonsense. Uh, Nikki, you're next. Your media team, not America's team. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's well said. That's well said. You are media's team. That's no joke. Yeah. What? So what happens when Jerry Jones is gone and you know all those other players are gone or whatever it is, and they have to start all over again? You're not America's team. Get out of here. Enough with that crap nonsense. All right, Nikki, take it away. Okay. I hate. I really don't know why this irks me so much, but like. Why is it the Ohio State? Oh. I, I freaking can't stand it. Why, <laughs> who anointed Ohio State? To, to, they get to be like the Ohio State. I, I, who started this? It's <laughs> uncalled for. Nobody else does it. I need answers. Yeah, you know what? I, I love it. I, I love the it. the emphasis on the? I, I just don't get it. The only reason I could think of is grammar, because you're supposed to say the, you know, before a vowel in the English language. But get out of here. They all do, it's, they all do that. When they're watching, you know, watching Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, I'm from the Ohio State. I'm from the, you know, University of Wisconsin. You're just, you're just from the freaking yeah, University they, of Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, They man. do it now, but I feel like years ago it was only the Ohio State. And it's just like nobody talks like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to trademark it. It didn't go through. No, they, yeah. They tried to trademark it. I mean, oh geez. my God, that would have sent me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Nikki. I like it. I like it. All right, Damien, what you got? Oh, man. So I got to go NBA for my next one. It's the art of the flop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, nothing drives me crazier than watching some guy go to the lane. And instead of trying to score, just look for contact and just acting like he got murdered. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, James Harden is famous for that. He gets to the free throw line so much. Mm-hmm. And it is a skill to get to the free throw line. But with him, it feels like it's not basketball anymore. Like he's yeah. in there. He's teaching the acting class pretty much. He's in the lane. He's flopping. He's going all around. We've seen, you know, LeBron James, as great as he is, he does it from time to time. Like, LeBron's way too big for that 6'8", right. 60, going in there and flopping around. I hate the flop so much. Uh, I think we can think some players like Vladi Divox and Reggie Miller. Yes. They were kind of the originators of the flop. But when you watch the Last Dance documentary and you watch the plays, nobody's flopping. No, they're no. not. Yep. I'm like, when did the flop start and how can we end it? Because it needs to stop. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> It, honestly, it was the European basketball influence. That's what it was. So the soccer players were flopping. They're like, oh, we could do that in basketball also. So they started it. 
brought it over here, and now they're flopping all over. But you're right. They weren't flopping back then watching the last hands. They were being flipped more like it. You know, people were just punching, throwing each other all over the place. Yeah, that was, it was a lot better time back then. We liked that. Just put up your Dukes in fair fight. Let's have that one. Uh, I, got, I got one more for you guys. I got one. I got a real-life one, but one more. Let's see. Which one am I going to pick? Flopping was definitely on my, on my list right there. There's no doubt. You know, I'll give you another football one, another first down one. And this goes back to Ed Hockley, the, you know, the referee who's got the biceps that are, you know, 36-inch pythons like Hulk Hogan. They got to stop flexing when they say it's a first down for whatever team, all right? I know that these referees are working out. They're wearing their tight referee shirts right now and everything. I know they got their guns out, but stop freaking flexing when it's a first down. When it's a holding call, it's even worse. People don't realize that. If you see from a side view and they're calling holding, they are flexing their bicep so much that they're praying to God that they're ripping out of their referee shirt. Stop it, guys. If you want that, go do a bodybuilding contest. Call up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Figure it out. This is not the place for you. We're watching the players, not the referees. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a good one. There's another referee, I can't remember his name right now, who has the arms but has a gut. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm asking you, referees, please stop doing that. Really, please stop doing that. I'm begging you, begging you. All right, let's get let's see. Uh, let's see if we can each get another one or two in there. Uh, all right, Nikki, what you got? Uh, you guys want a real life one or you want a sports one? Any one that you would like. All right. You know what? I'm going to go real life because I'm just going to go rogue. I, I just have a pet peeve in general with, like, air travel. All right, so <sighs> airport security I mean, could you play, how, guys, how long have we been going through airport security? It's just, people want to act brand new. Like, get your laptop in the bin. Yes. Off. Why are you bringing liquids? Like, why are you looking at your travel needs that like you have no idea? <laughs> I, just, I cannot stand it. I stand in line and I am just fuming because it's like, Unless this is your first flight, I, there's no way. There is no way. You're grown adults. You get it together. <laughs> and then, like, not only is the airport just, like, a disaster because you're paying, like, $8 for a cookie, all right? <laughs> get on the plane, right? And then you pray to God you're just not sitting next to somebody who just decided not to shower that day. <laughs> but my other pet peeve is when we land the plane. Why are we clapping? Are you? Like, we're gonna land? I can't. Like you understand, people are like signing up to go live on Mars, and you're clapping as the plane actually landed. Like I can't get a grip, people. Get a grip and know what you're doing when it's your time to go through security. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Oh my God, that was fire, Nikki. That was awesome. Wow. Like, tell us how you really feel. Oh. Damn, that was good. That was good. That was like my number one life pet peeve, just air travel in general. Right, you didn't, yeah, right, the whole thing, right? You weren't even just focusing on one thing. It's like, get your damn shoes off, don't stink, and when you get, make sure you know where you're going, stop. Oh, man, I'm so with you, right? It's like your first time yeah. at the airport, give me, oh, nice job, Mickey. I like that one. Totally with you on that yeah, pet peeve. I'm, I'm definitely right there with you. I hate when I'm behind somebody who decides to tie their shoes up all the way. 
Now they got to get their shoes off. Like, you knew this was the process. You know you got to get your shoes off. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, why are you doing this to us, please? <laughs> We're flip-flops. You just want to tap them on the shoulder and be like, what went through your head this morning? You're right. What are you doing? <laughs> what were you thinking, Mitchie? Nice job. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. All right, Damon, you got another one for us? Yeah, so for mine, I'm going to go another sports one. My, this one is about announcers who don't know what analytics is, so they just say it. <laughs> they were like, oh, I see that he went for the first down there with a throw instead of a run. That must be the new analytics. <laughs> <laughs> they just called a pass play on first down. That's it right. Like, it wasn't anything complicated about it that you should say it was the analytics quote unquote. Right. <laughs> they use it all the time. Oh, it's second and one and they're gonna do a play action. It must be the analytics. <laughs> <laughs> it's second and one and you know you got third and one if you miss and so you might as well take a chance deep. That's been the you know, forever. That's right, right. So, yeah, I hate it when they just use analytics and just say it to sound smart. You know? <laughs> I like, love it. The random use of, anal- of the word analytics. That is good, man. I was, th- as you were saying, I'm thinking about it more. I'm like, yup, that's exactly right. They say that all the time. Well, according to the analytics, there are this and that and the other thing. Oh, good. It just threw, like you said, he just threw a freaking pass on first down. That's all it was. They thought that was the best probability of getting a first down. That's why it happened. Jeez, man. Nice job. Nice. Um, I'm just giving you my last one, just a real-life pet peeve. And if you guys do this, then you're on my list that I'm, I'm very upset with. People who don't use uh-huh. their blinker. Please, please, please put on the blinker just so I know where you're going. So I don't ram into the back of you when you make your right-hand turn going 39 miles an hour. I need to know where you're going. The rest of us need to know where you're going. That's why they put the blinkers on the car. So we can control traffic and figure this stuff out like normal human beings. Put on the blinker. You don't have to go to Chicago to do it. All you got to do is flip that little switch. That's it. Just freaking hit it. And we're good. All good. Please, use your blinker, okay? That's all I want. Use the damn thing. I am dying laughing because that's my other one. It's not the blinker, but, like, just being a Jersey driver, we get a little crazy here. Yeah. (laughs) So I have, I've been guilty of not using the blinker, but I feel like if somebody's far enough away from me, I'm like, oh, whatever. But with that being said, please use your blinker to get out of the left lane on the Garden State Parkway because that is for the speed demons. And just move your ass over. Please, I beg of you, don't make me ride up on you. I shouldn't be doing it, I know. But just please move over. Why are you in the left lane going 50 miles an hour? Yes, exactly. There you go. Like air traffic for you, it's just regular traffic for me. I can't stand it. I hate it altogether, man. Can't do it. Can't do oh, it. Jersey Shore traffic, like coming home from the city traffic. I want to jump off the Driscoll Bridge. Like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Uh, oh, man. Yep. Oh, totally agree. Now, I think we need like rant of the week. Look out, guys. That's the next second. Yeah, uh, yep. Right. There we go. <laughs> we, we just gave the four letter network another one. There it is. We keep feeding it to you guys more and more. But yeah, that honestly, guys, no joke. I, I can't stand it. I've yelled at people several times. I've, you know, I wasn't even going to make the right. I'm going somewhere else. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to make this right. And I'm going to tell them to use their damn blinker next time. Yeah, it just pisses me off to no end. Oh, those are my pet peeves. You guys got any more or you want to roll on to the last segment? I'm good. I'm 
Okay, Damon, you got another one? Your <laughs> <laughs> I do use my blinker. I'm a very, um, that's one of the things that I hate. Uh, also, when it comes to driving, people who don't know how to merge. Yep. That's what causes all the traffic is people who don't know how to merge. So that's one of my big pet peeves. Living out in California for a while, the traffic out there is absolutely nuts. And it's because people don't know how to merge. Or people are just being a-holes and don't want to let you merge. Yeah. Which just holds the process even longer. So that's my big thing is people who don't know how to merge and people who want to be a-holes about it and not let you get in. Mm-hmm. D, you know what? And Like, my my thing has always been like this. Like, you're on the highway and, you know, I understand it's rush hour traffic, but there's no traffic lights on the highway. We all know that. It's four lanes, five lanes, three lanes, whatever it is. I want to know who the three, four, or five people in those lanes are that are automatically decided before they got on the road that all five of us are going to go 33 miles an hour and everybody else is going to have to follow us. That's why we have traffic because we have conspiracies at the front. That's the freaking problem. There's no traffic lights. Let's go, guys. Come on. Move it. Move along. Come on. Move it. Yep. Oh, man. So I am with you. <laughs> traffic problem. Blinkers. Use them. Merge. Learn it. All right? And if you're in the left lane, like Nikki said, move your ass or get the hell out of the lane. Let's get it together, guys. All right? So pet peeves. A lot of traffic action over here. Can't wait to see what happens next week. All right. We are rolling into the last segment of this Throwback Thursday over here, and it's a little bit of this or that, and which will happen first. This is going to be good. I can't wait for this one. This hap- I-, I can't even explain how this idea came about, but we're ready to get into it. We all got a few that we're going to throw at you guys, so all right, buckle in. Here we go. Ready to rock. Anybody Who wants to take the first one? Who's the brave one? Um, I'll go first. All right. Cheers. Let's hear it. percent agree because that song is going nowhere nowhere <laughs> ever much like the Lions, but... yeah right <laughs> well done well done I'm not I'm not a closet Mariah Carey fan I'm out there I love her all right so I go back to someday yeah. with her first song in like 91 92 I love you Mariah Vision of love. Yeah. Ooh, so we're talking about right now nobody ever wore a Washington Wizards jersey so well oh my god do you guys remember that when she wore that Washington Wizards outfit and she was singing if you haven't, oh, 13, man. I, I definitely remember that. yeah, he's like, yeah, I remember that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. All right, uh, Nikki, you got one. I do. What is more likely? You guys pick a perfect March Madness bracket, or the Browns actually win a Super Bowl? Oh, wow! <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good. Well, Damien, you want to go first? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Browns because 
been close to a perfect bracket. <laughs> um, I did win an office pool one time, which was like nice. one of the it was one of the best moments of my life. Like I was, I was so excited. Nice. <laughs> I got the, our bet. Our bet was that uh, everybody in the pool had to buy the winter lunch for like a full week. So I got free lunch for a full week. Winning the bracket. Sweet. But I never got close to the perfect a, one, so I think the Browns probably went Super Bowl before that happened. It's a good thing Andy Reid didn't win that bet because they would have freaking charged that card up big time, man, eating free for a week, man. <laughs> Damn. Nice one right there. Yeah, freaking – gosh, wow. Yeah, I, I guess I'd, I, I'd probably have to go with the Browns winning the Super Bowl. No, you know what? I take that back. The Browns are never going to win a Super Bowl ever in the history of the NFL. I take that back. So that will never, ever happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while while they'll be respectable for a very short period of time, they're never going to get to the top of the heap. So throwing that one right off, throwing it out, done. All right, now right, Nikki, this one I, I'm coming at you. Sorry, sweetie, but um, it just popped in there. I was thinking of you. So this or that, which is going to happen first? The Giants make the playoffs, or we make contact with aliens? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> oh you know what? The Giants make the playoffs. Stop. When? When did they make the pl- – <laughs> they haven't made the playoffs in like six years. They're done. They're terrible. Um, um, I got to agree with Nikki. I think the Giants make the playoffs first because I can see them making it in maybe three, two, three, four years. Contact with aliens could take a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It might take a little bit, although I have been in contact with a few from Orion. So that's a different story. We'll get into that another time. All right, who's got another one? Who's got another one? You want to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, I think uh, I think I think Stephen A. will finally get it correct because you know what? I feel like Brady, much like Mariah and the Lions, are going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Brady is here to stay. This guy, you just can't keep him down. So I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. Wow, yeah, Brady retiring or Stephen A. Smith getting a finals prediction right. Ah, man, I'm actually going to go uh, logically with this one, and I'm going to say Brady retiring because Stephen A. Smith just goes with his heart too much sometimes, I feel like. So, nope, nope, I'm going to go the other way on that one, going the other way. I like that. Good question right there. All right. Nikki, you got another? Yep, I got one more. Okay, what is more likely to happen first? Colin Kaepernick gets signed to a team. Or baseball figures out a way to actually have a season this year. Wow. Talk about real talk right there. That's good. Ooh, that's a good question. Danny, what do you think, man? That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, baseball seems like they are not going to be close to getting a season done. And it uh, seems like the momentum on Kaepernick is going that way to where he might get signed this season. So I'm going to go with Kaepernick. You know what, man? I agree. I do. Yeah, I'm with you. This momentum is, yeah, this momentum is going hardcore for Cap right now, who's, I think he's what, 31, 32, so he's still a young man. He proved that he can still play and he's athletic. He didn't have such a bad season as everybody thinks in 2016, his last one that he played in the NFL. Yeah, I think a team is going to sign him, I'm not going to say soon, but sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that over, over, um, oh my goodness. 
Can't even think right now. The, uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. God. Yes. So that is where I'm going. Yeah, I think Cap will be signed. Good one. That's a very logical question right there, Nikki. That was really good. All right. Let me see if I can get illogical for a moment over here. Let's pick out. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. I have a ridiculous one for you, which may take a little thinking. All right. Bigger total. Okay. Just hear it out. Bigger total. Christian McCaffrey total yards or LeBron James total points coming up next season. I'll tell you this. Christian McCaffrey had 2,392 total yards last year. And LeBron James averages about 2,214 points per year. So 27 points per game, 25 points per game around there. So 2,214. Who has the bigger total, LeBron James in points or Christian McCaffrey in yards? Damien, what do you think? That's a really good one. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with LeBron. I think Christian McCaffrey is still going to be great, and they're going to feed him, but teams are going to be more just focused on stopping him. And LeBron, no matter how much you focus on stopping LeBron, you can't. Yeah, true. So I'm going to go with LeBron James and more points. All right. Okay. Even though McCaffrey had more total yards last year, but that was only last year. We're talking about the upcoming one. So, Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I'm going to go LeBron on that one. And it makes a lot of sense. Damien, I think the biggest biggest reason why I agree is because they're going to be keying on McCaffrey so much. Like you said, yeah, they key on LeBron, obviously, but two totally different sports. And you can easily stop Christian McCaffrey more than LeBron James. So, all right. Not bad. Not bad. All right, let's see. Who's got uh, Who's got another one? I do have one or two more we'll throw out before the end, but you guys got another one or two? All right, let me see if I can throw one more out for you. I'm going to throw one more for you. All right, here we go. Um, okay. No, that one's too political. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. Uh, okay, Sam Donald wins the passing title or Nikki wins the lottery? Which one's going to happen first? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm rooting for Nikki to win the lottery. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to say that one. Cause, yeah, I don't see Donald winning a passing title. Like I, he's, he's good, but there's so many great passes in the league. I don't see that really happening soon. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. With Nikki, what do you say? Yeah. I'm going with myself because you didn't specify like $10 at 7-Eleven. So I'm going with myself. So am I, Nikki. I'm rooting all the the way for you. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Last one. Daniel Jones wins MVP or proof of the Loch Ness Monster. Let's go, Nikki. What do you got? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, just joking. (laughs) Oh, man. No, nah, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go because neither one of them are ever going to happen. So nowhere to go with it. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, guys. Unfortunately, Nikki, I have to go to this <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to get a picture eventually, man. I'm telling you. Oh, man, this has been so much damn fun. I wish we had more time because I have a lot more of these. And we're going to bring them out next time for our next show. But, oh, man, Damian, Nikki, again. Nothing but freaking happiness and joy. And I'm with you guys. Had so much fun again. Damien, unbelievable man. Head coach, tell them where to find you, bro. Tell them about your show. All right. And before, I don't want to stop being told, before I tell them where to find me, do we want to give a shout out to all the dads out there today? 
Oh, no doubt. Yes, sir. Well, well said. Yes, you do that since you brought it up. You do it. Shout out to all the dads, no doubt. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the dads on Father's Day. I know that, you know, the mothers on Mother's Day get all the love and they deserve it. They're wonderful, amazing. They give birth, that which, you know, as a man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so they definitely deserve the love. But I feel like the dads get left behind. You know, mothers for Mother's Day get full bouquets of flowers, <laughs> cars. Absolutely, I totally agree. Shout out to shout out to all the pops and all the moms and all that. It should be Mother's Day and Father's Day every day. All right, guys, in thirty seconds, Damien, tell them where to find you, and then we'll go to Nikki, and we'll be out. All right, at the Real Deal WDA. That's on all social media platforms, and the Real Deal with Damien Adams podcast available everywhere. That's right, Nikki. Tell them where to find you. Yes, you can find me at Nikki Nick nine three eight four on Twitter and Instagram. And to my dad, I know you're listening. I know you're my biggest fan. I love you very much. Happy Father's Day. I'll see you Sunday. Oh, I love it. I love it, guys. Beautiful. Can't end it any better than that. Perfect. Happy Father's Day. Well said. We love you guys. Third and three podcasts. We are out. We'll see you next week. Later.